This is a Sand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 39, Flood the World with Light. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Stand with Lynette after a little winter break. I am excited to get started back into this podcast in this brand new year. I love New Year's. It is literally my favorite time of the year. I am not one to dwell too much on the past or the might have been, but bring on the future. There are few things that excite me more than a brand new year. I always see it as a blank slate with an endless array of enticing possibilities, and I want to tackle all of them. Having said that, I also find it helpful to reflect on the past year and what it has taught me. In doing that, it has become clear that 2022 has changed me in so many beautiful ways. At the beginning of the year, I knew I needed to step onto the public stage of sharing faith online, and I was terrified. I tell the entire story in episode 35. So I'm not going to get too much into the details here. But when I launched this podcast in March of 2022, I literally wanted to crawl into a hole and never come out. I was absolutely convinced that I would offend my family and lose my close friends. Some aspects of the gospel are unfortunately controversial these days, even among some members of the church, and I did not want to step on the stage of controversy. But that is exactly where I felt called to go, even though I also felt completely unprepared and unqualified. As I have repeatedly walked into the line of fire over the last year, however, somehow those controversial topics, such as following the prophet and keeping covenants, now light me up instead of sending me into a fearful nosedive. I have learned that he shows up for me when I show up for him every single time. Even when I make a million mistakes and man alive, have I made some massive mistakes as I have tried to find my footing on this very unfamiliar path. This year, as I look forward to what my path might entail, I am so excited instead of scared. I feel honored to be a part of the great gathering of Israel that President Nelson often brings to the forefront of our minds. He taught the youth back in 2018 and reminded us in his October 2022 General Conference Address that the gathering is the most important work taking place on the earth today. As I have pondered those words over the past few weeks, another quote from a previous prophet, Spencer W. Kimball, has been playing on repeat in my mind. In 1979, he prophesied that, quote, Much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will come because many of the good women of the world will be drawn to the church in large numbers. This will happen to the degree that the women of the church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives, and to the degree that the women of the church are seen as distinct and different, in happy ways, from the women of the world. Close quote. 
This is a quote we have all become familiar with because it has oft been repeated in recent years. In 2015, in his iconic talk, A Plea to My Sisters, President Russell M. Nelson declared, quote, The day that President Kimball foresaw is today. You are the women he foresaw. Your virtue, light, love, knowledge, courage, character, faith, and righteous lives will draw good women of the world, along with their families, to the church in unprecedented numbers. He then added, quote, We need women who know how to make important things happen by their faith and who are courageous defenders of morality and families in a sin-sick world. We need women who are devoted to shepherding God's children along the covenant path toward exaltation, women who know how to receive personal revelation, who understand the power and peace of the temple endowment, women who know how to call upon the powers of heaven to protect and strengthen children and families, women who teach fearlessly, close quote. Isn't it exciting that we, as covenant-keeping women, can, if we so choose, play a role in fulfilling a prophecy? We can be on the front lines of the Savior's army as we fight for Him and lead others to the safety of His embrace. President Nelson, in his role as a seer, then added a foreboding prophecy to the women of the church when he said that, quote, attacks against the church, its doctrine, and our way of life are going to increase. Close quote. He said those words almost eight years ago. Have we seen increased attacks against the church, its doctrine, and our way of life? What kind of attacks have we seen, and who are the attackers? It is not a surprise that the last days before the Savior's return, which are our days, they're rocky. That is in and of itself fulfilling ancient prophecy. What has surprised me, however, especially within the past few years, are the increasing number of attacks coming from within the church. It feels at times as if church members are pitted against each other. Attacks directed toward the prophets and those who follow them are too often coming from members. It is one thing to be attacked from people who do not understand our doctrine, but being attacked from within is much more difficult to navigate. But it is not only the blatant attacks that are increasing. The subtle ones are also on the rise. Subtle attacks are, in my opinion, the more dangerous ones. I have seen them in the form of half-truths, often spoken by members of the church, that are not in harmony with the teachings of Jesus Christ or his prophets. But because they are half-true, they often sound true, and it can be very difficult to discern truth from almost truth especially when those almost true statements come from trusted church members. It comes as no surprise then that President Nelson nearly eight years ago said, quote, We need women who have a bedrock understanding of the doctrine of Christ and who will use that understanding to teach and help raise a sin-resistant generation. We need women who can detect deception in all of its forms. We need women who know how to access the power that God makes available to covenant keepers and who express their beliefs with confidence and charity. Close quote. What does it take to have a bedrock understanding of the doctrine of Christ? to detect deception in even the tiniest form, to access the power of our covenants and use it to raise sin-resistant children and teens and young adults, to teach fearlessly, but also with charity. 
It takes daily effort to fill our minds and our lives with God's Word. It takes time devoted to temple attendance. It requires pruning worldly influences and walking away from things that would distract us from what is most important. We must make room in our lives for a greater portion of God's light, and that requires a measure of sacrifice. But are we willing to do it? Are we willing to expend the necessary effort to become not only women who fulfill a prophecy, but women who are strong enough to navigate the storms of these last days with faith and hope? I have told you before how I believe it is important to pay attention when a prophet says the words, I plead with you too. So let's listen to President Nelson's 2015 plea. Quote, I plead with my sisters of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to step forward. I plead with you to fulfill President Kimball's prophecy, and I promise you in the name of Jesus Christ that as you do so, the Holy Ghost will magnify your influence in an unprecedented way. Close quote. Friends, do you feel the call? Are you ready to answer it? Your call may look different than mine, and that is a beautiful thing. But after a year of standing on a small public stage of podcasting and its accompanying social media, teaching the truths of the gospel, I can testify without reservation that I am not the only one feeling the call to fulfill President Kimball's prophecy. At first, I felt very alone in my quest to share truth amid a deafening war of words and ideas, many of which were pulling people away from the light. How could my tiny influence make a difference at all? I felt like I was constantly fighting an uphill battle, one I would never win because I was trying to do it alone. I knew my Savior was in my corner, but who else? And how could I gain any ground at all when the opposition felt simply too great? But in the past couple of months, I have found and connected with others, mostly women, who are also answering the call to stand up and speak out about Jesus Christ and his gospel. They are committed to following the prophet instead of trying to discredit him and those who serve with him. They are fearless and faithful and kind. I am daily inspired by their willingness to answer a call, not from the pulpit, but from a nudge to share that would not go away and grew louder and louder until they could no longer ignore it. I know exactly what that feels like. And for me, it was terrifying, but I am not afraid anymore because I know that I am not alone in this fight. There are others stepping into the darkness and onto a small public stage, unsure of where it will lead. They are hesitantly sharing their most prized possession, their faith, with the world, knowing that some will reject it and, by extension, reject them. Their steps are slow at first, but steady, and as we find each other, small candles bound together are turning in to floodlights. I will be the first to admit that I argued with the Lord for a very long time about sharing light on social media. I did not want to do it, not only because it put me on the stage of controversy, but because social media brought up every insecurity I had. Even though I was very deliberate about filling my feed with uplifting and inspirational content, I usually did not feel uplifted when I was on social media. To me, it was a comparison game, and I ended up feeling miserable about myself every time I got on. 
Through my years of blogging and podcasting, which ultimately led me to share my faith online, I begged the Lord to let me quit social media. I heard wonderfully inspirational stories of people who grew online communities and successful businesses without using social media, and I desperately wanted to give that route a try. But every time I asked the Lord if I could sign off social media for good, his answer was always the same. Lynette, I need you there. I did not understand why he would ask me to do something that felt detrimental to my mental and emotional health, so I kept fighting that call. I tried to show up, but my heart was not in it, and every few months I was back to square one, begging the Lord for permission to quit. There were times when I took extended social media breaks, and those were always refreshing, but the pull to go back was too great for me to ignore. Trusting God, or at least trying to, I would always make my way back to my little Instagram squares. I will tell you that arguing with the Lord for eight years was exhausting. He kept telling me to trust him and figure out how to make social media work for me. I kept telling him that I couldn't do it and asking him why he would ask me to do something that seemed not to make sense. Finally, just a few short months ago, I decided to stop asking the Lord if I could quit social media because he always gave me the same answer. I need you there. I decided to stop asking, why me? Can't you find someone else who likes social media to do this job? Instead, I committed to figuring it out, to figure out how I could move forward on this platform in a way that did not drain every last drop of life out of me because that is what it felt like. To be true, I am still figuring it out. I don't know exactly what I'm doing and I'm learning a little at a time. But I can tell you that when I stopped questioning the clear inspiration the Lord was giving me and started trying to figure out how to move forward, things began to turn around. It no longer felt like a chore. People started listening to what I had to say, and I found and connected with a growing list of light sharers who are committed to doing God's work. I am definitely not reaching the masses, and that is totally all right. But as I work with others who are also trying to share the truth of the gospel, together we can and do accomplish so much more than we ever could on our own. Individually, we cannot reach everyone, but each one of us can, with God's help, reach someone. And over time, many people. I know social media sometimes gets a bad rap. I give it a bad rap sometimes. I have in the past given it a bad rap. I also know that it is not a healthy place for everyone. And so this isn't going to be the answer for everyone. But my experience has proven to me over and over and over again that God cares about what is happening on social media. Satan is clearly using it as a tool to spread darkness and cause people to question their faith. There are growing social media communities of people supporting and influencing each other to walk away from the safety of their covenants. But God is calling people to stand up and speak truth. Way back in August of 2014, at a BYU Education Week devotional, Elder David A. Bednar offered an apostolic invitation. He said, quote, Beginning this day, I exhort you to sweep social media with messages filled with righteousness and truth. 
messages that are authentic, edifying, and praiseworthy, and literally to sweep the earth as with a flood. Close quote. He then goes on to talk about how he hoped it wouldn't be just a flash flood, that it would be enduring, and that it would flood the earth continually. We, my friends, have been called to serve, not to wear a badge and knock on doors, but to serve the Lord in this way. The prophet has pleaded with us to fulfill President Kimball's prophecy to lead large numbers of women and their families to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by stepping up and standing out in happy ways. Elder Bednar has asked us to sweep social media with a flood of light and truth. Could those two things possibly be connected? I am not suggesting that the Lord is calling every Latter-day Saint woman to publicly share faith on social media. There are countless other ways to share the light of Christ, and all of them are important. But if you feel a nudge to stand up and speak out online, we need you. Although the light is growing, we need to turn the trickle into a flood. We need every person who has felt the gentle nudge from the Spirit to courageously follow those promptings. We can allow God to work through us until His prophecies are fulfilled, and we get to be on the front lines participating. To me, that is so exciting. I can testify with 100% confidence that the Lord's hand is in social media. And to those who feel called to stand there, He will support you in the work because it is His work. Your fear will turn into faith and confidence. As you step into the darkness of the unknown, He will patiently teach you to fly. I know this to be true because I have experienced it firsthand, and I believe that 2023 could be the year that turns the social media tide. Darkness will continue to have a home there, but light is stronger than darkness, and we, my friends, are women of light. We can counteract darkness by sharing the light of Christ that is within us. Will you join us? Will you join us? This is an invitation, a call to arms. My goal for this year is to continue to help strengthen individuals along the covenant path, pointing them to the source of all light, even Jesus Christ. That goal will remain central to my work. But beyond that, I feel a great and growing desire to create a community of women who feel called to share light online. I want to connect them so they might find strength in each other. I want them to know that they are not alone and that they, as light sharers, can combine their light and amplify it by uniting together. I do not have all the details yet. In fact, I don't have any details. This is all new to me and this growing passion inside my mind and my heart. But if you feel called to this work in any form or fashion, I want to invite you to join me. You can start by finding me on Instagram at Lynette Shepherd. That's two N's, two P's and an A-R-D. Find me on Instagram, send me a DM and let me know that you are on board, that you want to share your light. Together, let's build a community that will flood the earth with light, thus leading others to the Savior in unprecedented ways. I believe this technology was created so that we might help gather Israel. The potential is there. It is great. It is looming. 
I feel like we're on the precipice of something great. Are you ready to participate? If so, my friends, together, let's stand. I am so excited to have you on this journey with me, and I cannot wait to see you back here again next week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard. That's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D, or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again, and remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.